Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name's Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm one of the hosts of a podcast about the CW Supergirl TV series called Supergirl Radio. And I'm also a contributor to Justice League Universe podcast where we break down the DCEU scene by scene. So if you're wanting some more Suicide Squad talk, uh, there's more of that over there. As if you can't get enough Suicide Squad already, there's <laughs> That's more. That's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, today we're talking about minute number 109 of Suicide Squad, and the minute's going to start out with uh, Incubus continuing his uh, his his waltz towards the Suicide Squad, um, getting ready to fight him, and the minute's going to end with Diablo springing into action against the giant Incubus deity. They're fighting. They're, they're Fire fighting. Fight. Everyone's fighting uh, <laughs> Incubus in this one. Yeah. Um, a lot of cool stuff. I, I've always been a fan of like the way he attacks things. I, I like that, like I guess it's like material manipulation almost, like the tendrils. Yeah, it's almost like we we were talking about how it almost looks like it's just like molten metal that is being thrown out mm-hmm. and then like being retracted, and that he has that. It's almost like he's the embodiment of like a forge, like a yeah, like, like a, a sun. Yeah, like I a, think it's the sun. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I don't know. It seems like something where because he grabbed that the the metal work of that subway station that mm-hmm. it created that uh, physical shape for him, um, and so I kind of like that ability that he has. Um, it it's it, fast. It's super fast. Yeah, yeah. It is actually very alarming how he seems like a formidable foe. He seems very powerful. Um, and so they're able to dodge it and stuff. Uh, one of the, like, I guess overall, one of the coolest things that I saw in this minute, um, comes from a moment between Katana and Incubus. And I thought this was very cool because it works in multiple ways. Um, first of all, like they're all trying to deal with Incubus. They, the plan is, is to put Incubus into a position where the two second bomb that they had earlier in the film mm-hmm. to destroy him is finally going to be used on him, but they got to get him into a specific spot, um, which seems like a weird plan. But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, he's really bullying Captain Boomerang. Um, and it is Katana who, who kind of saves Captain Boomerang, which yeah. if, we're, if we're shipping those two, uh, <laughs> then this might be fuel for the fire. Hey, hey. comedy, um, <laughs> comedy. We, we know how that works. Um, and she using the blade, uh, that Katana is known for, um, uh, the Katana, if you will, um, uh, she cuts Incubus's hand off, uh, something that we've seen before. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Magic and magic. Oh yeah. But also that's something about decapitate, uh, like cutting hands off. I feel like that's like a, that's a thing people do. Is it? Like, it's yes. That's a cinema. That's a cinematic thing that happens. Yep. A lot. In, in Star Wars movies. In it is. Star, Star Wars. Wars sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, a magic sword cutting a hand off has been seen in mm-hmm. this universe before. Aquaman cuts his hand off in the cartoon. I was talking about Wonder Woman and Doomsday. I know, but I was trying to throw in other oh, hand cutting yes. things. I feel dumb that I did not connect that. Yeah, was, Nate, was okay. just, Nate was just bothering me with all the other ones. So yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but the 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 relation with uh, uh, Doomsday is getting his hand cut off by uh, Wonder Woman's sword is apparent. Um, 
if you if you need one to of the take best down shots in that movie. If you need to Sorry. take down someone big, you just get, cut get, their hand cut off. their hand off. But hey. I, I guess I guess the connection to that also is that it grows back, and with yeah. the case of Doomsday, that's sadly I, I think what does Superman in ultimately because it grows back and it gets even more powerful with that blade that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we see that Katana does get a nice shot in, but ultimately it it doesn't really do anything. But yeah. I like that idea that she is. Defending the honor of Captain Boomerang, so yeah. uh, so maybe she would take that offer to go get drinks later uh, with him. So I I think that's a good that's a good thought. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she didn't have to go save him. She wasn't that's in true. danger. Uh, she did it because she, uh, I mean, in in some way or form, she's starting to come around to the charm. Yeah, you're part of the team. <laughs> I got to protect you. Yeah. Um, I, like if that was a thing that continued in Suicide Squad films, it's just uh, Katana saving Captain Boomerang every time he gets into trouble. I would enjoy seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope nobody blames Wonder Woman for cutting Doomsday's hand off. I know that's a little off topic, but I was just thinking about it. And I was like, nobody blames her, right? Like that's not a thing on the internet. Cause no, because I mean, how could how, she have how known? How would she know? Yeah, yeah. She, have, she, she was doing the most work in that exactly. fight. If you watch yeah. that movie, like it's her back always, must have been killing her. She was fighting that thing the whole movie. Yeah, and it was just like, hey, I got the spear now. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well that's great, guys, but. I've been punching this thing in the face for like two <laughs> yeah. minutes now. If you would have given her at least like 10 more minutes, she probably would have been able Give to handle it. Give me the spear. It. I will handle it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a thing that people debate uh, on the inter- internet. Oh, yeah. But as far as blaming her, I don't I don't know. But that's something that I think about. Totally not allowed. No one is Like allowed. if she would have just gotten a few more minutes alone with Doomsday, she could have just at least... Cut the legs off and then cut the... Handled it more. Continue to chop away yeah. like a... Well, if she had done that, he would have mm-hmm. grown blades out of his feet. It would have been like a, a spider made been out even of spikes. More, yeah, he would have been even more powerful. I was thinking more of just the like same. a, like a, um, like a scarecrow kind of guy. He just got sticks. He's <laughs> just got peg legs. <laughs> yeah, now. peg legs and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> then it would be that'd be a fair fight. Yeah, then it would be a fair fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so a really cool katana moment from them. Um, there's a moment in the minute where it cuts back to GQ's team because Rick Flag is like, yo, I need I need Incubus in that spot for this bomb to work. Um, so GQ, are you are you in position? Um, and I never I guess I forget this part a lot because I've seen this movie multiple times, but I always forget like they get ambushed by eyes of the adversary and I underwater don't rem- yeah that always i i just thought there was shots of them swimming like i had to watch it a second time to be does like, gq survive that or yeah he survives he it, survives yeah, it yeah. okay but um yeah i don't know i was just like oh they're just gonna get attacked by eyes of the Air. yeah like, it can't be now? that easy like you're gonna be yeah. t- like okay it well. can't be that easy you got everybody's fighting so the team the b team has to fight as well yeah and you gotta you give just killer swim? croc something to do you got you got to yeah. give him a way to contribute to the team, and this is how he does it. And I love there's one shot that there's a like a spinning move in, of the camera underwater, and I mm-hmm. I, I always I always really like that shot because it shows how uh, I, I think sort of how fluid things can be underwater that you're not just moving in a, a, a you know a certain direction uh, you know at one time that you could you could be spinning underwater, and so I, I really like that shot. 
Um, who's who's depicted spinning? Is it an eyes of the adversary attacking a uh, uh, an army I, person? I thought or is it, it was Croc? Killer Croc. If it's so, Croc, hey, death yeah, roll. It's them. Oh, so it'd be a it'd be a fight move for a crocodile man. Yeah, we're from the Florida Georgia area, so we know all about gators and their death roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that you, you might be right about it. it. Is Killer Croc fighting the eyes of the Is it? So yeah, if the spin, the spin, spin moves, a spin move, yeah. little death roll that yeah. he can do, which um, they're in his element, buddy. Yeah, they're in his. Like he's, I live underground. Yeah. <laughs> so I would assume that he can just do away with these eyes of the adversary fairly easy. Yeah. Underwater. Yeah. Um, it is always cool to see like those disorienting shots that like, um, it is hard to tell like what wears up. Like mm-hmm. for the for the camera and for the audience, and they do that as well. Um, so good in, I think it's Man of Steel, where it's like he gets turned around, and does he get turned around in space or something? But it's no, he like, gets turned around in Metropolis when he's going through buildings, and you're like, yeah, wait a minute, yeah. like, and it, it's very hard. And um, I'm trying to think. I feel like it happens in a space movie as well, where it's like someone gets like flipped around, and it's like, yeah, gravity, ahead, the movie Gravity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about anxiety. You might be right about that, but yeah. that's fair game because that movie, that was that whole movie was like, hey, we're just going to disorient you with camera spins and all kinds of stuff. So you're, you might be right about that. Um, Open water button space. Open space. Well, some people say the ocean is like being in outer space. Hey, they mm. train for the uh, International you're Space System underwater. Aquaman? That's true. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, yeah, definitely, um, some really cool, um, stuff in there. I, mean, I like I just, his hand growing back. I like the, 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 the You like wobble. the creepiness of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like how horrific it looks coming yeah. back. Like, yeah. Very interesting. Um, cause it kind of played, you remember in the beginning when he started to change and he was, um, grabbing onto the people that were like looking over the, the body of the businessman. Um, and it started to like, oh, you remember yeah. it was like really weird, jolty movement. he first movement. was like, yeah, yeah, he was first possessing all the people in the mm-hmm. subway. And, it was and like very... crawling away. And it was very uh, body dysmorphia and, and jolting kind of thing. So on brand. Nate. Yeah. Please go see Shazam like within the next 24 <laughs> hours. Okay. Oh, uh, well, it can't be in 24 hours. We got Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. And then we got something else. We got, <laughs> we got a meeting tomorrow. So. We got a schedule. Yeah. We, got, we got a lot of things to do. It'll happen. A lot of catching. catching Soon, up. but not within 24 hours. Sorry. Um, Give me a, a little bit later date on that one. I'll get back to you. When uh, there was a shot where Captain Boomerang did throw a boomerang at Incubus. Mm-hmm. And it, it explodes. But does it explode because the boomerang was supposed to explode? Yeah. Okay. It's like a grenade boomerang. It's almost like like it, it seems like he they, the sound bit is him like pulling a pin out of the boomerang. Really? Yeah, I didn't even hear that. Yeah, there's a little bit of it. Like it seems like he pulls a pin out of it like a grenade and throws it. Um, Does it show the act of him pulling the pin out? Or? Yes. You gotta you gotta wait for it. Yeah. Yes, see, he does. He, he does. pulls a pin out of it. Um, that's cool. They made a grenade. They made a boomerang. grenade boomerang. I like that they're not downplaying him and not just having him run away and thinking that he's useless. At least he's trying to do something, which uh, that makes sense. And that does happen with boomerang. Not every time he defeats somebody with just throwing a boomerang at him. You know, it seems a little obvious where it's like, oh, sun god, probably not going to get affected by a boomerang. Let's just kind of show that. 
Yeah, let's bump it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a really effective way to make sure that Diablo is the only one who can take Incubus on. They're all trying, mm-hmm. but they're all not useless, but they're ineffective. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that drives the point home that Diablo has to do this because he is the only one who can do it. Yeah. yeah. At, at, at face value, you're, you're thinking that like, oh, Katana's sword can do that, but you know, his hand quickly grows back as it does just get mm-hmm. chopped off. So it does yeah. seem um, a little useless at this time. Um, but yeah, Diablo is definitely going to step up and, and show you what he's really made of. Apparently, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, he starts off with uh, he, he starts off easy. He, he just does some flamethrower stuff. He says, "Let me show you who I really am." Mm-hmm. And he, he jumps up there and he starts using his flamethrower powers. Um, and and it seems like it really hurts Incubus. Um, it kind of weird, uh, just saying because he's like a sun, sun sun person. Yeah. But I, I'm inclined to maybe it's different fire. There's a difference between magic fire. It's and... magic versus magic, so it cancels out. Yeah, that is the key. It is magic fire. It's not just regular fire. It's magic fire. Um, but it is pretty cool. Like I, again, this was one of those things where Diablo being the surprising character for this film, right? And so we see him in the earlier part of the film where he's reluctant to use his powers, but. Um, Deadshot basically bullies him into using it, and so he uses it, and people are like awestruck by his power that he has. Um, and this goes uh, back to like something we were saying, Nate, um, where this movie almost repeats itself in the sense that Suicide Squad does they rescue Amanda Waller the first time because they need to, and then this time they're rescuing because they want to because it's to help Rick Flag and everything. And so it's this what used to be. For, necessity now is because i want to do it and diablo at first used his powers because he needed to because he was forced to and this time he's like i want to use my powers Mm -hmm. i want to be a savior i want to be a good person (laughs) i don't want to be a bad person anymore and so he comes in here and he starts using his powers and it's like it's like this character didn't have to be this good but they wrote him to be a very good character and Mm -hmm. so I just you, I will always applaud them for that. Do you think he always knew he could do this when he says let me show you what I really am? Do you think that he knew that he could always make this physical transformation? Yeah, there was a scene um in the beginning where he kind of does his little hand wave where it, it shows you a picture and that we just we caught ah, it because yeah. we were doing the minute by minute. He does right. this little <laughs> hand thing and it shows the picture of the deity. So oh, it is okay. a little turn into what he gives. I don't know how many times he's done it in the past though. So maybe it's just one of those things that he just has always known is there but he keeps it dormant. I I don't know. I, I like cuz then you're he was like, he says, my whole life I've had this. So I'm like, okay, well, so as a child as well, like, you know, like, and, and, um, also he's been in prison. So it's like, is it him though? Or is he possessed by it? You know, like, hmm. are they sharing this body? Yeah. And so that's that, like, there's a lot of questions I have where it's like, maybe he's never released it, but he's always in communication with it. Yeah. It could be like a Bruce Banner, Incredible Hulk type thing. Uh, where they can have that conversation internally. Yeah. Or maybe he just sees himself as that, or maybe that is him. I don't know. Like, there's so many... Uh, he knows what it looks like. 
because he does the hand wave. He shows what it looks like. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know that, if it's him. That would be terrifying as a kid. If he if he knew he could do that as a kid, I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Yeah. And even to have the control to, to turn it off. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. He, if he did happen to like go into that form. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that it's just all him and he knows it and it's just, um, you know, final form type thing. I don't necessarily know if it's a possession uh, ability. Mm-hmm. I think it's just all powerful form. Again, magic. And magic then, uh, has different forms. Yeah, and then we uh, also we also um, we talked about it when he said God didn't give me these gifts, um, and then we were talking like, okay, so the the, the devil actually is like, if if all these gods exist, like Greek gods exist, and mm-hmm. and, and um, Mayan Aztec gods exist. Mm-hmm. Um, then Christianity might also have a place for for their uh, mythology, and and Lucifer could be a thing where he's like, I did something to this kid, and he's got powers. Either I possess him myself, or maybe a specific demon possesses him, mm-hmm. or he I just gave him magical powers because I don't know. It could be some like antichrist thing. I don't know. Like there could be like. There seems like Christian mythology has a has a home here in in Suicide Squad, and it's like, like how how hard is that connection? Is yeah. it just like um, again an allegory, or is it literal? Mm-hmm. And like Christian mythology does actually mm-hmm. embody this character, you know. So it's one of those things. That's really a really interesting point about you know if if Lucifer the devil gave him those powers because I think that line where he says let me show you what I really am I think there's two ways that you could read that at least in in my opinion like he's showing you what he really looks like but then he's also showing us who he is so he might have been given those abilities or have this other deity living inside of him somehow because of the devil. But mm-hmm. what he really is, who he really is, is a hero. So mm-hmm. he's he's choosing not to use that power for evil. He's stepping up and trying to do something to save his friends and save the world. So I really like that that one small line where he says, let me show you what I really am, because I think he's not only showing us what in terms of the physical, but he's showing us who he really is. Yeah, absolutely. We're about to get in some, uh, definitely like the like the peak of Diablo. Yeah, uh, in tomorrow's minute. Um, but do you guys have any other closing notes on this one before we wrap up? Um, it's good that Diablo is. Uh, I I I feel like any other day I would be, um, reluctant to accept the uh, the quickness of the family theme that Diablo is now seeing. Um, but mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he quickly is to say like, I already lost another family. I'm not going to lose another one. So again, the family theme is back. Um, I don't think it's supposed to be like an obvious storytelling element. I think it is really, we are supposed to get a feel of now is when they all come together. I mean, they only spent what, two days or three days with each other. Did so they even it, spend a day? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Did they? Uh, yeah. They spent a day. A day. I think they do spend just 24 hours. Yeah. Because um, it's daytime at the end of this fight, isn't it? It's... Sun comes up and everything's bright in the church or yeah. train station. Yeah. It went, yeah. So anyway, um, 
it, it at first it felt like him, you know, calling out the the family theme a little forced, but I'm I'm on board with it. So there's nothing really that I can I'm, say bad to I'm it. I'm on board with it because this is where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. It's, like, it's it's what we were talking about earlier where it's like this whole third act of this movie is so right and it's I think it was stalled by like the first act which like backed everything up and it's like the initial Amanda Waller rescue just like all the just the reorganizing of the scenes and Mm -hmm. and the re-editing of the film it's like by the time we get here like most of this work in this third act feels like untouched like from what David Ayer wanted Suicide Mm -hmm. Squad film to be and it's like this all is in place because it needed to be in place. It's like this is, this is was this was always planned that this ending would be like this. It's only like all the other stuff that we had to talk about to get to this point mm-hmm. seem to either stall or distract from getting to this point. Mm-hmm. And so, like despite all the criticisms I have for this film, it's when we get to the these moments where I'm like. This is what I wanted, mm-hmm. like you know, and yeah. it's just like I don't know. So no, you're yeah, all right. I, I can get on board with the family thing too because Diablo is a character. He's lost his family and then he isolated himself. Mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily if Waller isolated him in his, you know, um, his Bell Rev. I guess is where he was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but I think he chose to be isolated. And so now that he's been around these people who are kind of like him, who have a lot of problems like him, I think he's bonded very quickly with them, especially the fact that they seem to have his back. They've encouraged him. So I can get on board with the fact that he now thinks these these other people are his family because they do, they do seem at this point, uh, to your point, it does seem like this has really gelled by this point of the movie that they do seem like they are family yeah yeah absolutely yeah totally and uh, and before we wrap up uh can can i just mention the american flag that's hanging in this minute yeah 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 Yeah, there's a there's a burned up american flag i guess getting uh you know burned up because of all the fire that's happening um and i really like that because it makes me think of the star spangled banner and the lyrics you know and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave free through the night that our flag was still there uh so i i really like that the the flag the the symbol of america that you know persists through some fighting that's happening you know it's still hanging there it's uh you know the heroes are fighting to save the day to preserve america and i i I don't know part of me part of me really likes that you know just on a a history level that here's this villain who wants to take over and and be a a god and be worshipped um but there is that you know i think we talked a little bit about freedom freedom from the you know the bad Mm -hmm. things that you've done freedom from your sins and your mistakes and so that symbol of freedom still hanging there, still hanging on. I just there there's a little bit of a, a real deep level in that for me, and it's yeah. just hanging there. Nobody mentions it, nobody talks about it, but for me, that that says a lot about uh, what they're trying to fight for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and think, also, uh, David Ayer is yes. real big about um, the armed forces and everything. First and responders, first responders, as well. all these things. Um, and also, uh, in universe, um, this team was created for America. 
Yeah. And right. it's America's strike force. So it is a good imagery of having uh, the little reminder of, oh, yeah, these are still like, you know, Rick Flagg is still a U.S. military guy. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, the Justice League symbol in tatters, uh, anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's not Wayne Enterprises as a destroyed building. It's nothing like that. So it is still America. Here's our first trial run at a metahuman American response team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we kind of glossed over it um, when we talked about like there, it has a bigger shot. Like the American flag, um, like I think last week there's a big shot of it over some destroyed debris, and and we were talking about like look how that thing is like posted there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. It is it is a very intentional uh, symbolic image because. You know, like the colonies were united, and the suicide squad suicide squad members are are united, and um, you know, if they didn't come together, they would perish. Um, and I think what also is really cool, is, you know, it's still there, it's burned, but it's like, so it's like it's not perfect, but it's still still there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it is that kind of thing where it's like you think about this team, how they've united. But then you also have uh, like Amanda Waller, like that kind of political figure where it's like, it's not perfect, but we're doing the best we can kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. So, no, absolutely. Thank you for pointing that out. It's really cool. Um, We're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DC uh, EU Minute and the Facebook group DC Cinematic uh, Minute something. I forget what it's called. And <laughs> you can join us to talk about Suicide Squad, uh, Man of Steel Minute, or Dawn of Justice Minute. Or if you want to talk about Doom Patrol, Nate and I would love to talk to you about that as well. And you can find us there. It's called the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And we will catch you guys tomorrow for Minute 110 of Suicide Squad. Bye.